Hey, 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 what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode, another good old episode, the sixth one to be more exact episode of I'ma Be Famous with your boy Dwight Smith, the weekly, informal, informative, comedic podcast, basically documenting my rise to that good old stardom with a little help and guidance from you, the audience. And as I've already mentioned already, I'm your host, Dwight Smith, and today I'm bringing the podcast to you a little late. Sorry about that. Um, today's date is November the 12th, uh, which is a Tuesday, a very unusual, this is the second time I've done the podcast on a Tuesday, but you know, sometimes it happens like that. Sunday through Tuesday is the release date, I'm assuming. Anywho, today I will be talking about me, but more specifically, I'll be giving a short weekly update about my comedy sketches that I've talked to you all about um, last episode, and I finally put together a short three Q um question Q and A little list to um answer for you guys. Um, also, I will be promoting a music artist, a music and drawing artist that I know of. Um, Kid Leo. Get a little bit more into that later. And the resource I will be sharing today is the voice recording slash mixing software Audacity. I believe that's how you pronounce it. I don't think it's Audacity. I think it's Audacity. So, anywho, stick it out for your weekly dose of Mr. Smith. Let's get it rolling, y'all. So, first, we are just going to go over my basic week, sadly. I didn't have time this week to make it to a networking event, but, you know, that's not to worry, because I already have one planned for this week, um, either Thursday or Friday. I'm leaning more towards Friday now because of what I have coming up. But anyway, well, actually, I have something coming up, so I actually think I may have to cancel it. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, for this week's episode, I'm just going to be doing more great updates, of course, and answering three questions that I had some listeners uh, that I had from some listeners um, through the email. So first of all, obviously, thank you all. Thanks to you all for, um, you know, sending me questions. A lot of you have actually sent me questions, a good amount, actually. Um, some of them are more personal questions, and I um, decided that I will answer those either through Twitter or Instagram. Maybe I'll just email you back or maybe I'll let them add up and make a collective of them and then I would answer those at a um on a different episode maybe. But this episode I wanted to focus more on answering ones that would apply to the 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 audience, to everybody else. Alright, so uh first let's start with my sketch comedy update. Um, so as I mentioned to you all last episode, I was going to be um, working on uh, some sketches and work on getting them to, um, I guess, yeah, just sketch comedy teams or improv teams or whoever does sketch comedy in DC. Um, I was just going to see if I can reach out to them. So I had um, actually completed two of the ones that I've already bought up with everybody, which is Rogers and Ross. Um, I believe I, I mentioned that one last week. I uh, finished that one. My friend Chuck and um, is it still on here and Rap Mom. I finished those three. Just a little reminder. Rapping Mom was um, the premise for each of them was Rapping Mom. What if a suburban mom was forced into a street rap battle? <laughs> so it's um, it's very nice. It has a uh, I know what I know is to be a very great killer ending. <laughs> and um, that's always a great one. I'm also completed my mute friend Chuck, which um, if you don't remember, that one is more about how, what was it again? Oh, sorry, you guys. I'm actually a little tired this afternoon. I'm recording this around 4.30 at night uh, p.m. Nah, this is not my usual record time, but you know, no excuses. 
keep it going. <laughs> um, my friend, my mute friend Chuck was about how two guys, one is mute and um, they're two co-workers and they're making these grotesque, um, uh, what is it called when you just, you know, charades basically um, about, and they're talking about a woman's figure and she turns around, catches them. And then one, one guy has to pretend he's mute while the other tries to explain that they were just using sign language to communicate with each other. And, you know, funniness ensues. And then the third one I worked on this week was Rogers and Ross, which is basically Mr. Rogers and um, Bob Ross, the painter. They, the two nicest guys you can ever think of in your life are robbing a bank. And that in and, and in and of itself will just already get you to understand like this is definitely going to be a crazy weird one with a lot of calm speaking. <laughs> so that one's always good. Um, the ones I aim to work on this week would be um, the grocery store girl, the song, um, which is I, I, I'm still looking for when I write lyrics for any music that I'm doing, I usually need to find an instrumental first at least to get a baseline of how I want it to go and how I want the tone to go. I'm not a really good lyricist in that way where I can just have something in my head already and I can just go with that. It's easier for me if I find an instrumental to help me get a baseline of how I want the tempo and how um, fast I want the lyrics to go or how slow I want them to go. Um, I I have a great feeling that these are going to be some great performed ones, especially if we get the right team to do it. I'm going to be reaching out to some teams uh, either early, later this week or next week. So the next time I bring up the comedy sketch, the comedy sketch um, stuff to you all, I will be most likely doing it after I already contacted a team who will probably pick them up. So that's always fun. Alrighty, but other than that, though. Um, I'm going to be working on, like I already said, Grocery Store Girl, the song, that sketch. I'll be working on that this coming up week. And maybe Old Lady Crush, if I feel like getting around to it. Um, the other ones, I need to actually start making more premises. I just wanted to get put up. I just wanted to get, um, you know, settled with the ones I've already had. So you know how that's going. Hmm. But yeah, in terms of uh, finding a sketch teams in, in D.C. that would take them, it depends on how they are. Some people would like rather keep their, you know, mo- I, from what I know of, most would like to just, you know, keep their own sketches to themselves. And, um, you know, I don't know if any of them will really be open to taking some from out outside people. And of course, I'm not selling it to them. It'd be more of like, hey, I want you all to perform this sketch and stuff like that. Uh, so I'll see. I'll see how it goes. Maybe some some I can find some teams that, you know, aren't against performing other people's sketches as long as they, you know, get to vet it and probably get to add their own little things to it. That'll probably have to have something to do with it. No matter what, though, whatever it is, when I figure it out, I'll be sure to let you all know. Anyway, um, like I've already said, I'll be sure to keep you all updated on how that is going. But for the rest of the week, I have basically been applying to many great projects to act in. 
Um, but since, you know, it's the holiday season, not much is going on or being filmed now. So just to put that out there for any actors or actresses or anybody whose work is affected during the holidays, which is almost everybody, to be honest, um, just to make sure that everyone has a little side hustle that is already in full effect by now, really. Or at least if not by now, by the end of the month, for sure, just to make sure you always have something going for your bills to get paid, people. You always got to make sure you take care of yourself. Um, it's pretty funny, actually. I say that, and I actually just got a role today. But it's um, it's an acting gig, but it's not for like a short film or anything. It's more, it's for an outside immersive, what is it, LARPing experience. If you don't know what LARPing is, that means live action role playing. That's LARPing. Um, you see, uh, <laughs> if you um, see any media, you've probably seen it on like movies or something where guys are dressed up in, um, you know, um, outfits where they're like kings or like just guys with axes and they're in the park like doing 100% nerdy things. Um, people, I'm a geek and I'm a nerd, but I don't know if I could ever do that. <laughs> but that's only one example of LARPing. Um, there, are, there are actually different ones. Believe it or not, civil the Civil War reenact um, reenact and reenactors. There we go. The Civil War reenactors are LARPing. That's all it is. Live action role playing. They have it's the same thing. They have their rules. They have to follow. They they're actually playing characters, people. There's not just you know like oh just throw on the Confederate uniform or throw on the Union uniform and go out there and just like you know lose some win some and then at the end Union wins no everybody actually has a character they're playing not a character but a person who's actually a part of the war they actually died the way they died if you know if they have those records um some people you know know you know from the um records like if a person's arm got blown off or something like that they're actually following that exact thing even even though it's a historical thing it's still larping and in my case i'm going to be acting um i believe it's for a children's camp that is coming to town and they're trying to basically do like a um what is it called a dry run basically of the area to see how many folks show up and um if it'll be profitable in this area, I guess. I'm not sure where the company's from, but um, basically it's about a little bit of Greek, it's about a little bit of Greek mythology, basically. And we're just going to be doing a LARP experience for some young kids. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to tell you all, all about that when um, I do it. I have it this Saturday, actually. So that's going to be fun. Um, I'm not completely into geek mythology. Um, geek. <laughs> I'm not completely into Greek mythology, but... I do enjoy what I, you know, the little bit of exposure I have had to it from video games, from movies. So I definitely enjoy those aspects of it. So um, since we're done with that part now, uh, let me just move into the Q&A, basically. I have a few questions from listeners. I told you all about two episodes ago, or actually, I think it was, I don't remember if it was two episodes ago or last episode. When I wrote the script, I was for some reason, very short. It was two episodes ago. Now I'm a little doubtful. But anyway, I finally got a chance to choose three that I feel like the I the IBF network will benefit from. Yes, IBF stands for I'm going to be famous. And yes, you all are a part of the IBF network. <laughs> so uh, moving on. Um, question one actually comes from Sarah in Pennsylvania. She asks, 
what do I wear when um what do I wear when I am going to networking events? Unsure if it's a formal or informal type of thing. Thanks. Uh, well, first of all, thank you, Sarah, um, and all my fans in um Pennsylvania. <laughs> I actually have a good little following going in Pennsylvania, but like besides all of that, the answer to answer your question, um, so for networking events, they are almost usually if you're going to a it depends. There we go. It depends on what networking event you are going to. And you should be able to tell um, from, you know, their description of it. Usually um, almost I'm pretty sure 100 percent of the times they have a post somewhere like the Eventbrite um, app I told you all about. Um, they have a little about section. They usually have, always have a Facebook um, event for it. Usually almost always have a Facebook event for it. You just go to wherever they posted the event. You um, read the description and you should be able to tell. 80% of the networking events that I have been to myself, I have dressed in an informal manner where I would still rock a button down, but like a, a, a flashy button down, not just like a this is what I wear to work button down. I wear, um, you know, one of my going out shirts or um, let's see here. The best way I can put it is I, I was dressing like I was going on a date, like a first date, you know, to like the movie and a dinner, basically. Not a fancy place, but also you don't want to just wear anything, right? So I always thought of it like that. That's 80%. Only about a small fraction of 20% um, was formal were formal events where I had to wear, you know, suit, tie. Um, those events usually were more of fundraisers and or um, like the co-event that I told you all about um, a couple episodes about, the co-summit. That one I wore suit and tie because it was um, about young entrepreneurs. So, you know, you just wanted to look flashy, basically. You actually, you could have still worn the informal thing. I just, I myself chose not to. So it's a mixture is usually mostly about what the event is. If it's just purely a networking event that you found on Eventbrite and it's like, oh, we're meeting up at this bar for a networking event. Uh, Because sometimes bars, surprise, surprise, actually host little networking events. Um, uh, you know, some because like bars usually do stuff like that when they're getting a little slow on business on their slow nights. They hold either networking events or, you know, speed dating, which is always fun. I'm assuming I've never actually been. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's always um, that's definitely something you have to decide overall at the at the end. You have to decide. But it's usually it will be an informal thing, you know, not too serious, but still getting to know each other. All right, so question number two comes from Tyler, also in PA. Hey, Tyler Bud. Um, I actually know who this is personally. Um, he actually asks, do I have any tips for going through the audition process? So in this case, he's talking about being an actor, which is always fun. Um, I, for, so that's a little, that's very specific. Um, tips for going through the audition process. The audition process um, in particular how many times have I auditioned? I've auditioned quite a few times now. All right, letting it go a little while. All right, sorry about that, folks. Um, it seems my recording dropped out there. That's why I always have to check back on it sometimes. Um, that's on my side. I have a little problem there. I need to drop some of these tabs. That most likely has something to do with it. Anywho, but uh, moving on. 
Sorry about that. So we left off on Tyler's question. So Tyler's, um, we are already talked about what it, what he said. So my best answer for that would be to always be your best self. And in terms of that, I mean, always be gentle, be kind. Um, the people who are holding these auditions are usually always, you know, um, are just looking for not just a kind and soul person, but also who best fits that position. And you can shift your attitude to best fit that as best as possible. But at the end of the day, they're going to pick who they feel just is right for it. So being yourself is the only thing you can really do. You go in there, you be yourself, be gentle and kind, and hopefully it works out for you. I say this because that's what I do every time I go in. I be myself. I'm quirky. I'm funny sometimes. And I just try to be a nice person all around. And I have gotten out of all the positions that I've applied for, I've only gotten, you know, the audition parts. Uh, I only got an invitation to audition a few times, but out of those few times, I've gotten the position 80% of the time. I can say hands down, I've gotten the spot, the position 80% of the time. So go in there, be yourself, be the best version of yourself and make sure you can just maintain that while you're going through the whole process of auditioning. And of course, always know your stuff when you're going in. If they give you a script to remember, you remember it to a T. You try your best not to have to look at it. And always find remembering the um, the the lines they give you for the audition script are usually what you're going to end up having to remember anyway if you get the role. So like um, quick example, Obsidian. The part that they had me remember and read through for my audition is literally 80 or 90% of the script for my character. I had a small role, so it was understandable. So by the time I got to recording, I was like, when I got the whole script, I was like, oh, well, my audition was pretty much 90% of my lines understandable. So with that being said, make sure you be your best at everything. <laughs> be your best. I'm not saying be the best. Be your best at everything that they're asking for. All right, Tyler, man, and everybody. <laughs> and question number three is from Ryder, my man Ryder, here in the good old DC area, too. Um, Ryder asks, how do you get out there more? How do you get out there more with your chosen craft and practice in front of more diverse crowds? That's a little tough, not not a tough one. I'll just answer it in the two parts that it was asked. So um, part one, how do you get out there more with your chosen craft? When you get out there more with your chosen craft, oh, no, no, it's pretty much a one-part question, and practice in front of more diverse crowds. So the getting out there more with your craft part is easy. You There's always somebody looking for, just like when you're trying to get a regular job, you have the job and then you always always have either an apprenticeship or an internship. People are always looking for free labor. So with whatever craft you're looking for, you getting out there and you offering it for free is the best way to start getting exposure and start practicing it. Um, just to get use acting because acting is the main thing on this channel um, for me anyway. Um when you are doing acting, to give the best example, when it comes to acting, you go out there and, of course, you got your gigs. But then when you're on, like, um, any site that is hosting or, you know, 
putting up casting calls, you're always going to run past these ones that cannot or do not pay for whatever reason it doesn't pay, but they're looking for actors. And of course, they'll give you, it's usually a meal provided (laughs) and also um, credit, of course, which actors, that's our resume, credits, what credits do you have, all that good stuff. Those are the types of things you want to get to. That was you usually start out with. And when it's time to expand, you usually do stuff like that. Like for a stand-up comedian, we you there are like stand, being a stand-up comedian is of course difficult. But if you have a solid five, 10, 15 minutes set, there are endless, I mean endless amounts of places in DC alone where you can go and practice your craft in front of an actual audience. There are so many open mics happening all around the city, literally every day of the week. All you need to do is look for them and get to them. And then, like, you know, all you got to do is either sign up online, you talk to the people through online. No matter what, there's always somebody out there who is willing to give you a free platform. And all you have to do is bring the talent. Like that, And that's, that's really true. That's not just me spitballing. I can, whatever your craft is, whatever it is you want to do, if you're an artist, whatever it is, you can find a platform where somebody is willing to give it to you. They're just not going to pay you for it just yet. But that's the point of practicing your craft and honing your craft. Everybody knows that. Or at least I would love to think everybody does know that. <laughs> so the second part is where I'm having a little trouble. At. Like he also asks, um, and also to practice in front of a more diverse crowds. See, now, in terms of more diverse crowds, that would I would chalk that up to get into different areas. If you're always performing in the same spot and you notice that... A majority of your audience is, you know, white, black, predominantly Asian, whatever the case may be. If you feel like then and then it's most likely the area you are performing in or, you know, you might want to go to whichever crowd you're trying to reach. Basically, you're going to want to go to where they are in D.C. It's almost I would like to say, I would like to think in D.C. It's almost too easy <laughs> to find out where the crowds are. You know, Adams Morgan for um you're white people, you want to go to uh, U Street, you want to find any club on U Street for black people, um, Chinatown for Asian for Asian folks. Um, when you want to get a mixture of both, of all and one, it's going to be a little more difficult um, because, you know, segregation by population happens automatically sometimes. Um, through, you know, everything that happens in the, in the, in the America period. So that's just the way it is. You just have to learn your, that's the best way to do it. Learn your areas, learn where to go. And also if need be, I guess, um, learn how to, what am I thinking here? Learn how to not switch up your, your craft. If you, I'm assuming since you're asking about reaching other more diverse crowds, you already have an act or or you have um, art that is for everybody or reaches everybody. Um, so, or you're trying to make some that does reach everybody. That's why you're trying to get more more diverse crowds. So you definitely want to leave there you're, you're already in and move to another one. And like, you know, move around. Um, always get around. Make sure you are constantly going to different spots to practice your materials. Different spots always leads to different people. That's just the way it's going to be. 
All right. So um, thanks. Thank you again. One more good time for Tyler, Sarah and Ryder for um, asking me those very um, good questions. Great questions, really. So I can um, answer them on the podcast and get those answers out to everybody who needed to hear it. Um, Just definitely three good old claps for them. Now, moving onward to the promotion segment, hands down, my favorite part of the podcast, folks. Now, I've been taught all my life that repetition is how people remember things. So I just wanted to echo my my self-promotion from last week about the amazing anthology podcast series I am a part of called An Obsidian. Obsidian. Just basically a reminder self-promotion that they have officially released episode one. Um, the episode I was a part of on to Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, all amazing and very accessible podcast sources, BTW. <laughs> um, be sure to go on there. If you love it, if you like it, go ahead and leave a rating. It was a second thing to also leave, but I, from what I remember, I know for Apple Podcasts, they do ratings, and I think Spotify, you can probably give it a thumbs up. I can't remember, but either way, go to Apple Podcasts for sure. Give it a thumbs um give it a thumbs up, five stars, whatever it needs to. To let these um let these two and um, let these two amazing people who created it understand how you feel about their work. Always because they always want the feedback. They always want to know how to get better. If if you loved it, they want to hear all of it. All right. So remember, it is only 17 minutes long. It's very relaxing to listen to, to be honest, and um has a wonderful theme instrumental at the beginning and end. The only reason I point that out is because like I, just, I don't know. I've never listened to an anthology series podcast before. And when I heard it, it just sounded so soothing, so relaxing to me that I just wanted to bring it up. <laughs> just one of those things I wanted to mention. So um, now that we got that out the way, now I want to move on to a young artist slash entertainer that I am proud of and proud to know. I'm talking about my man, Kid Leo. He's straight out of the DMV, most deaf, one of our brightest and growing stars in the making Right here in the DMV, folks. I'm not playing about this. Leo is a um, is a prominent young black man who ventures into many avenues of entertainment, arts, and etc. Unlike most of the promotions on here, I actually want to start with his Q and A because he really spoke his truth in this here Q and A that I asked him. I actually asked him some uh, slightly different questions than what I, than what I usually ask um, the folks on here. So let me just pull that up really quick. Make sure I'm still recording and don't want another mishap. Okay, we're good to go. All right. Um, I actually asked um, Leo five different questions. I'm going to read those off and then I'll read his answers. So I asked him, how would you define your music in a sentence? Actually, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to read the question, then the answer. So I asked him first question, how would you define your music in a sentence? He said, I would describe my music as a pure masterpiece. Mm. Now, that is that is some great confidence right there. I like that one. I then asked him, how have you ever considered fusing your music and artwork? If so, how? He said, I draw inspiration for many of my songs from pieces he already painted. He also has music videos coming out with different pieces of art of his work spread through the music video and scenes to promote his visual artwork. He's working on a series of art pieces that reflect the lyrics to a small EP of songs he has coming out soon, too. All right. All right. Um, Then I asked him, what made you want to do this type slash genre of music? 
I see myself as a new age teacher and want to guide and inform the youth and the misguided souls of the world. I look to have my brand be about people embracing their real self and acknowledging who they really are and not what they think society, parents, or friends want. I want people to get lost in the... Ooh, okay. (laughs) I want people to get lost in the melody, melody, melodic music, melodic sounds, vibes, and lyrics of my music. My paintings and drawings usually using animal allegory for my social commentary on the state of the world and my other ideas. I look to use my visual arts and music as a new school way to educate and guide individuals to newer and, in my opinion, better way of operating and navigating the complicated maze of life. Mm. I then ask, do you draw your own artwork for your singles? The single tracks that he has. I draw most of my artwork myself and I collaborate with my gang and other business associates for my other covers. And finally, I ask them, what do you have coming up slash what are you working on? Basically meaning upcoming performances, new content, etc. He says that I have a big line of merchandise coming out, hoodies, shirts, and headbands, a visual art series of paintings on the beauty of death, my freshman mixtape, Next Kid Door, <laughs> Kid Next Door, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I butcher that, my freshman mixtape, Kid Next Door, K&D, more bigger production music videos, because um, he already has music videos already out. I have more deeper music and more different varieties of vibes in my music. More shows in the DMV and across the U.S. Opening up a tattoo and art studio soon, where most of my shows will be thrown at. That all also that all also going to be all be wrapped up on my official website um, that he's currently working on to get started for the Kid Leo brand. Mm, mm, mm. This kid right here, man. I, I tell you, this young gentleman right here. Um, I've known Kid Leo personally for about what has it been now? Whew. I met him um, in a um, nonprofit organization that we're both proudly a part of called Hobie. Stands for Hugh O'Brien Youth Leadership. Um, I met him there. That's mm, what it is. Twenty nineteen. I believe I met him in. I've gone through it myself in 2011. He probably went through it in 2013 or 14. So I knew him for about a good four to five or even six years at this point. He's a very amazing, bright young gentleman that I've met. And I've had the pleasure of seeing grow as a person, especially with his um, artwork and his and his music. With everything else that he's doing, I can't not wait to see what this turns out to be like all wrapped up into his Kid Leo brand. This is definitely something I... um want to and will be supporting in every way possible you'll be hearing about kid leo definitely throughout the um the the remainder of this of this podcast as a whole i will definitely not i will definitely be sure to not like let up on these updates about kid leo he is definitely a bright guy and amazing guy most definitely and he has some real futuristic progressive goals and views on things. Um, and I remember this from whenever I talked to him. Um, so he's definitely a great guy. Um, FYI, he's actually the, um, he's actually the artist I reached out to and he is the one who had, um, done the artwork that you, um, can see. (laughs) He's the one who did the artwork for my podcast. So whenever you see that animated version of myself, that cartoon version of myself leaning on the title with the DC, 
um, house in the background. That that was done by Kid Leo himself. That's just, of course, a small speck taste of his artwork. Um, real quick, funny story behind that, actually. So when he, when I had reached out to him to do the artwork for me, he had asked me, of course, what did I want? And I, like, you know, I'm I'm creative, but sometimes I'm just like, like I first of all already seen his artwork before in the past um, from his other projects, so I already knew whatever he was going to come up with, it was going to be amazing. But I did have a visual in my head. I was like, you know what? Whatever it is, I want it to be like, if he could, a cartoon version of me leaning against the title of the um, of the uh, podcast, which is I'm going to be famous with Dwight Smith. And, you know, he gave me those drafts and everything. And I picked the one where I'm on top of it as the one that you can obviously see I picked. And he finished animating that one. What I liked about it is he, I didn't ask him to do this. He just knows that I also do music and he knows my, my um, artist name is House DC. That's what I use when I'm either streaming or I'm doing music. I go by the name House. Um, in terms of my, um, my music, I go by House DC. He knew that. So he personally added the house that you see behind me in the background of it. It's a house and then it has the DC flag on it, basically. It's the three stars and I believe the stripes as well from the DC flag. And I was just, beautiful touch. He did not have to do that. But like he he went out of his way and he did. And just that was just a beautiful, wonderful addition that he um, did. So definitely great, big, famous shout out early to Kid Leo. Keep prospering, my man. And if there's anything I could personally do for you, I will always be there to help. He already knows that, though. So, moving on, moving on. Last part of the podcast, the good old resources. Let me make sure I do a quick check. All right, we're good to go. All right, so now to the resource of the week. This week, I'm bringing you, uh, what is this? This is the audio recording slash mixing software that has been out for quite some time, actually, in terms of years, and surprisingly, is still relevant and useful in this new age. It is called Audacity. So this is the software I actually personally use. I, um, I personally started using to record and edit my podcast since it was recommended to me. Because before that, I just used to use the voice recorder on my thing. This is 100 times better because I can edit it. So just so you can understand how better it is, if you want to, I know personally, you can probably just go on YouTube and hear the difference from like a video. But if you want to know a more personal difference, all you have to do is go listen to episode three. Listen to the first 10 seconds of episode three of this podcast. That was the last time I used just the regular voice recorder on my laptop. And then listen to episode four. It was the first time I recorded on Audacity and then edited the audio to take out. There's a little buzz in the background that I used to have to deal with because I don't have the best mic. It's not noticeable until I tell you about it. I know it's noticeable to me <laughs> because I'm very particular about the the um, content and the um the amount of quality I put out there. And it was really killing me because I couldn't afford a new mic at the time. I'm still saving up for one now, actually. But at least this way, I can take that little hum out the back. And it is ah, 100 times better, especially for me, because I know I noticed it all too well. So like, that's definitely great. 
Um, like I've already mentioned, I personally use it for pod for the podcast. I also just started using it to record my music as well. It's great. It's a great editing tool where you can do many different things with your voices. It's an old video. It's a old, one of my older songs on my YouTube page that I use it for. I used it for um, what was it called? Moving on that booty. Yes, <laughs> one of my rap tracks names. Moving on that booty. Um, for the chorus, I want it to have a chipmunk-like voice. It's not anything like that, but I got, this is the closest I could get with a free software. I forgot to mention that this is a free open source, um, um, software, which is definitely why it's still relevant. (laughs) It's free, um, it's free to use open source. So it's constantly getting updated that's also part of the reason why it's still that's also part of the reason why it is still relevant and useful in the new age it's still getting updates and it's free so people tend to lean more towards useful working free things Um, but definitely um, there are other audios out there that are more bang for your buck but of course those are the ones that you have to pay for so when it comes to audacity it's a free open source download um, software. So please beware of the false ones because, because you know, you can hit download anywhere on the internet and you can easily get a virus, folks. So I have added the link to the to the creator's website, audacityteam.org. I've um, personally added that one. I know for a fact because that's where I downloaded it from. You can go to that website. You can get the download for whichever version you have, Mac, PC, HP, whatever you got. You can download that version that you want, that you need. Um, and you'll find that link in the description of wherever it is, wherever the description box is, on whichever platform you're listening to on, to this podcast through. Because let's not forget, folks, this podcast is available on about six to seven different platforms. I'm still so proud of that. <laughs> Seven platforms, yes, including Anchor. It is seven, folks. So definitely Audacity. Definitely Audacity is what you need. Sorry, it happened again, folks. Ooh, man, it's hard to promote this when it is now giving me problems. Anywho, I'm just going to go ahead and hit you guys with the wrap-up. I want to give a great famous shout-out once again to Addie and Sophia from Obsidian for giving me, one more time, a great voice acting opportunity. I also want to give a shout out to everyone who sent questions relevant to the podcast and everyone who sent questions, period. I love receiving and answering questions just like anybody else do. I do plan on getting to all of them eventually and my dope, and I want to give a great famous shout out to my dope young scholar and brother from Hobie Down Under, Kid Leo. Keep doing those great amazing things you're doing man and remember if you need any help do not do not hesitate to reach out to me and of course a great famous thank you to you the audience for listening and helping me one step at a time make it all the way up to stardom baby everything that i have talked about today in the podcast has a link to it in the description so please please and please a third time Be sure to go check out all those amazing people and resources that I mentioned today in the podcast podcast episode. Remember, if you have any resources that you that you use and can be used by any author, uh, author, actor, artist or other professional in the entertainment business, or if you want your past, present or future work to be promoted on my podcast, please 
please and please one more time reach out with any details at my email ibfamouswds at gmail.com and also come on through and follow me on ig and twitter at ibfamouswds thanks again got everybody everyone thank you for listening and you already know it's time to get famous <laughs>